Also known. <laughs> <laughs> no, it can't be known as that. <laughs> Please, I need to know. Uh, spelt also known as. <laughs> Come on, Ed. You can do you it. Can, Put you can do it. You made it through your black sash test. You can do this. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Martial Mind Podcast. Three training brothers talking about kung fu, life, and everything in between. Uh, I am Ryan, and I am like. <laughs> Self-conscious about saying I that. am Ryan. <laughs> it is me. Hello. It I am me. Ryan. Ryan. In case you didn't know, I have nothing to do with Russia or the KGB. <laughs> and I am also here with Ryan and Ryan. And my shoes are made of wood. What? <laughs> just went from Russian to Dutch. <laughs> Nuclear ah. weapons. Dude, I'm shot. You yeah, guys I'm, shot? I'm, I'm very shot. We just killed ourselves. For I am like very, very shot. and a half. But I'm it was pretty good. shot. The O2 trainer, the boss root and breath trainer, John turned us on to it. So, like, uh, maybe, what, like two weeks ago, John was talking mm-hmm. about the O2 breath trainer, and we all picked one up. And I've been doing it either every day or every other day, depending, because I have forgotten a couple of days. <laughs> but I feel like even in just, like, a week and a half of using it, that today I was able to, like push myself to a different point of exhaustion whereas like there'd just be nothing there you know there'd be like no 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 oomph to that point of like oh my god i'm dying you know where you push your cardio so much you're like (gasps) but you're still moving and you get to that point where you feel like your heart's gonna explode you know Mm -hmm. i i was having trouble pushing myself to that point i thought i was just getting older but like i think this is really helping Dude, it's you like know? a cheat code. Like my my uh my threshold has increased enormously. Like I can keep going. Like it, where I I would be like pretty much dead by like round five or six. We we went nine last week, you know, and I could have kept going today too. Yeah, but I, but I, I like I like you were saying. Like I had more afterwards. Like I could have kept going, but at the same time, like in the middle of each, like like doing forms or when we were hitting the bag, like I was tired, but I could have a deep breath and push myself through the tiredness whereas i might have just done like light techniques right and just and just kept moving but not had the same kind of like capacity like i felt like shit when i was kicking the bag for ryan but every time i kicked the bag i kicked it as hard as i could yeah you know and, and like, that might not have happened that's one of the probably the best part about um that, you know your inspiratory muscle training is that you can recharge you can regenerate in between sets way better like, it's not that you won't get tired anymore, but you can recover so quick. Like, that minute where we're in that plank, I am recovering. Like, you breathe from that diaphragm, and you, you fucking regenerate. It's amazing. Like, Which is how we're thing. supposed to train in the first place, but why not find a tool that's going to help you? you know? And I and I felt that even, like, with, you know, even just kicking the pad, like, you know, one of the things we were doing today was, um, you know, it was just like, oh, we're going to do a round. It was Yeah, it was, like, only two minutes, but it was like, it was like oh, like, you know, front leg, front kick, rear leg, roundhouse. And I was just, like, keeping a good pace of just, like, kick, kick, reset, kick, kick, reset, kick, kick, reset. And just, like, and I was, like, wow, like, I'm not that tired from this. Where, like, if it was, you know, a year or two ago, I'd be, like, I'd be, like, wow, I feel like I would be pretty exhausted and need to, like, take much more of a break. I set myself up in a bad, um, well, not bad, like, it's good for training. Like, I was hitting the bag and killing myself, and then you have the minute rest, and then hit the bag. I I was fucking shot every time I had to kick the bag, but it was still. Did we all end up? Did we all end up doing the circuit that way? We uh, would like punch the bag and then go kick the shield. I think so. Yeah, after you hit the bag, we were kicking, and then so, uh, yeah, so we all went in that you... same rotation. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. yeah I, I I found that like so for, for so that's that's good. That's good. For me, with the kicks, I've, I've just made a discovery about my roundhouse kicks lately that I'm not, like, lifting my hips enough, you know? Yeah. Which is why I find it funny, like, we talk about fighters and we're like, they have good technique, but then you also, like, see fighters, like, 10 years later and, like, how much more refined they are. But now, as far as professional fighters, it's usually when they start hanging it up because they can't compete at the same level they don't move at the same level mm-hmm. but at the same time when you're talking about like training lifetime like you're always improving those techniques you're always right. trying to get better and i realized I, I broke it down in the beginner's class yesterday john if you remember about roundhouse kicks right mm-hmm. how sometimes for the sake of height on your kick you'll almost turn your knee downward 
so yeah. that you can l- use your glutes a little bit to lift your leg up mm. higher and get the roundhouse to look like it's super high, but it really needs to come from that hip flexor and have your your knee aim at your target and then the foot lever out from the knee to to hit the target, right? And I noticed I was doing it because of the video that we posted. If you go to our Instagram and you look at one of the later latest reels that mm-hmm. um, it was just me and Ryan working out. Um, and I'm hitting the bag and like, it looks okay, but I noticed, I'm like, oh wow, my knees turned down a little bit, which also goes to show the importance of filming yourself while you practice. Like, like I know we train in ancient art, but we also live in modern times. So like use modern technology to help you get better. Right. So that's the reason why they have a mirror in schools, you know, same concept. Same, exactly. Same principle, but like, you're not always going to have that mirror in front of you and you can't, you can't sit down and review the mirror. Right, no, you know? I, that's what I'm saying. It went yeah. from just the mirror to now we can record. So yeah, which is awesome. Utilize the tools that you have, right? Yeah, and I really was trying to do that with the kicks, and I think I, you know, my roundhouse kicks felt pretty good today. Yeah, absolutely. I, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, I, I felt like I was getting a lot of power. I was fucking, I was starching that bag, dude. When I was doing the jab, cross, cross, like I yeah, was, that bag I was, was moving. fucking starching that shit. It was awesome. Yeah. Like I really felt like I had power every, every round I was there, so... Good. It was, you know, like I was really going through the bag. It was really fun, you know. So now you guys are aware. I want to talk about it. Of mm. the date. Oh no! Yes, and this is and this is so we can share the anxiety with everyone. There is we have finally there was finally a date for the next sash test. Which it's more is, real now, which is w- scary. Yeah, I don't like that. Which so is you guys are four weeks out. Yeah, it's August August twenty eighth. Oh, mm-hmm. excuse me. It's it's four weeks and two days. So let's not. A month from my birthday. Yes. Enjoy that. You enjoy your birthday, being, yeah. knowing it's a month from... And also, what's great, too, is originally, it was going to be on a Saturday, but I had I also had work that day, because I also shoot um, weddings. Like, I do, like, wedding... I do videography and, like, wedding videography. So, to, so to add to that, I'm going to be shooting a, full, a wedding for a full day, the day before, in the city, probably, and then the next day, needing to do the hardest physical... Like, Hardest physical feat of my entire life. <laughs> That's right how the universe it. works, though, man. The universe is going to... Well, the universe sucks. The universe I want a, a different one. Dick. I want to quit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. I'm done with this shit. Um, well, look at what happened with mine. You know? I had... The same week was my, my boards, my finals, and yep. my... Yep. And, uh, and, and the test. It was a rough... It was a rough week. You made it happen, though. Made it you happen. Did. So, and yep. so will you. Yep. You know? I will. And, um... Yeah, so there's definitely a little bit more solidified anxiety. You know, there's, I mean, of course, you know, basically just, you know, the last half of your summer, it's it's really hard to not have it be just consumed by that because it's like, it's not something you like just go do on the day of. It's like you're training for it and you're thinking about it and you're, you know. So but this is the last time you're after test like this. So yeah, or as ev- or as every teacher in the school calls it, one last ass whooping is what. <laughs> is what the- it's a ceremonial beating. It's a whooping. <laughs> it really is a ceremonial beating. Yeah, uh, having seen it, having seen seen your red sash test, it really yeah, yeah. that's what that is. I think. You- go ahead. I was gonna say if I can keep improving my cardio over the course of the next four weeks, you're fucked. You're fucked. <laughs> How can I say that with love? I say that with love. I'm gonna lying, hurt you. You know, but he's lying. I'm gonna hurt you. I'm, I'm gonna say hurt you love. bad with love. I'm gonna hurt you so bad with love. <laughs> this just sounds like we're like in prison. I don't, I'm gonna hurt you bad with love. Your red sash test test. Oh, you red sash. Your red sash test. Has a yes. Oh my god, what happened to my voice? But correct me if I'm wrong. But your red sash test was also my low yellow test, right? And that's why I stayed late. Yeah, 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 you tested. Yeah, so that's right. I tested, and then uh, we the lower sashes finished early, but I stayed because I wanted to hang out, and I shot some video of Ryan getting flamed. It's, you know, we're kind of getting into, into crunch time, where it's just the, not only battling, clearly, like, the mental stuff of, like, oh, my God, I have to do this, and I have to do that, and after that, but also, like, this combination of forcing yourself to feel ready, and not because like it's like you're in like survival mode at this point where it's like you you know you don't have the extra weight to be like I can't do this and I can't do that and I can't do this and what about this because like I'm struggling with that too you know um because just certain like physical feats and requirements for the test are like I don't want to say impossible to do like fully and properly but it's like it's it's you know it's um the level of exhaustion that we're going to be experiencing is going to make everything difficult yeah yeah for for sure 
Um, so it's uh. So those already difficult things are going to be even harder, right? Yeah, yeah, and and again, it's it's so much of the te- leading up to the test again is like, it's just so mental. It's so much of like anticipation. And and again, I, I it's funny we were talking about this um a week or you know in the last two weeks where it's like, and there's definitely like legitimate PTSD <laughs> involved. Where like again, like you know, as being people that have like been to the test and have either helped administer the test or have just been there watching. It's like, you're anxious while you're there and you're not even testing. Right. And you're like, well, what if someone just, what if they're, you know, what if they pull me on the floor and they go, you're testing right now. And I'm like, what, what for what? They're like, for whatever we say. It's like, <laughs> no, please. You know, it's it's like, it's... It, oh, God. We're yeah. going to take your sash. Yeah, yeah. It's like the, it's like that. <laughs> yeah, it's, <laughs> please don't hurt me. It's like, <laughs> it's really, um, it really is scary. It, it really is... um. Yeah, it's it's really. I mean, just because it's really it's like the 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 physical and emotional kind of like almost trauma that you go through for that is it's really scary. Like it's legitimately scary. No, like no, and no. thinking about it, like your body's response is like, oh, like you just like you like you know it, it it's it's no, it's in you, there. Do you find that uh, towards like let's say you're on hour three of the test, like do you, is your technique and your form in a steady decline, or do you catch wind and tighten up? Does that happen a lot, or like what, what do you think? Um, well, I would say for me. And and I want to hear um, for you about about black. Um, but even for me, for for red, I think it I think it varied per test. Um, but you definitely get like it definitely goes in waves. Like I would say, like the first probably hour. Like once you get through, like like it's like calisthenics and basics are like awful. And then that's kind of where you get into your rhythm of kind of like that. That's that's what happened to me for my red sash, where like I was like I started I started getting into the rhythm more. And, you know, and you kind of got to, you, there's a certain flow you have to get into or like, you're not going to survive. Like if you're like, if you were like thinking about every single thing you're doing and being anxious and piling that on yourself, I have to do this. I have to do that. You have to literally like you, like just for sheer survival, you have to take it literally one thing at a time and put all of your energy into that one thing that you're doing at the moment. Cause if you don't, you're not going to survive. It's also you're an endurance event. It's an endurance event. So you have to look at like triathletes and things like that and how they push themselves through these things it's not like when you're going to an hour-long lifting session and it's like i you know i i i would say that i have switched up my teaching style in the past couple of weeks to get these people ready for the test and also like you know i came off the floor i'm, I'm just happy about this there's nothing to do with what we're talking about but like i came off the floor the night and i, I ran like a tough a tough class a tough class, and the ceiling was like the best class he ever taught. Just well, that's fucking awesome. Was it the Monday I was there? Yeah. Right. Yeah, I was. I was a killer, dude. That really was. It made it made the following class like like cake. Like we're all, oh, we're only going through these. Okay, cool, awesome. But you get through you get through everything much better. You know, if you increase the difficulty all around, the the stuff that would otherwise kick your ass. I just think I'm starting to come into my own as an instructor, and it's making me realize certain things, and also look back at, uh, uh, into the pre-Black Sash students' perspective and kind of reevaluate where I was compared to where I am now, like the level of work and effort and understanding it takes to get there, you know? Yeah. Um, oh, that being said, you know, like it, it's an endurance event. So like you need to be mentally prepared and physically prepared. So that's like you had said in a previous episode where you were talking about how like it challenges you to really clean up your act 100% um, and take care of yourself in a way that you have yet to. Um, but at the same time, you know, you have to prep for it like all week, like the week of the test, that whole week, you need to be prepping for that day. So that's what makes it hard when you have to do a big event like a wedding, because it might be hard to drink water because he's got to have to pee if he's drinking water. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. Or, you I'm know, so on my feet the entire day. It's, and it's stupid little shit like that that could really fuck you up. But at the same time, you have to kind of suck it up and get past it and do everything that you can. You know what I mean? When do you get home from the wedding? Uh, I have to see what the timeline is. I'm not sure, but it, it very well could be like. Well, well, I'll get you in the office. Yeah. So let me know when you get back, and and you just come. We'll figure it out. Yeah, that sounds good. I'll Thank probably you be there. Good till, rubbing. Well, I'll I'll get you ready for the next yeah. day. You know. But, I, I appreciate that. So regardless, um, a good rubbing. Way to just shit all over my industry. You know hey, what I mean, I, dude. I need a good rubbing myself, man. <laughs> come importance. on, come on in. You know where I am. Um, but um, so but yeah. So anyway, uh, fucking. So you have to be hydrating the whole week because you can't just hydrate the night before. You have to be hydrating the whole week. Well, again, making sure your electrolytes are on point, your diet is on point. The night before the test, you want to, you know, that day you want to carb load that day. So I wouldn't fast 
or anything like that. Or I think about weight loss. At I mean, all. multiple. I mean, multiple days before you should be carb loading. Yeah, honestly. I mean, you can carb load like the night before, but it's like really, if you want to be like properly carb loading, it's like glycogenated. You, yeah, like you do that like either a week or like minimum like two to three days before you really start like. Yeah. It's a week. So, pecking on so, the carbs. So how it, how it works is when your body takes in carbohydrates, they get stored in the liver as glycogen, which mm-hmm. glycogen is a more complex version of glucose, which your cells use for quick fuel, right? So sometimes you can work, you know, your, your, your cells can use other fuel sources, but that's the one for training you know what i mean like that's the one for, for uh you know like like when you're on keto when you're working out you can definitely tell the difference oh yeah no, you know what i mean what you, there's definitely a big difference there's not as much power you don't like hmm. carbs and it's not even just carbs because there, there is a process i think it's called gluconeogenesis where that's your it. body turns proteins into carbohydrates yep. Um, so you can like, as like, that's why, like you see carnivore athletes and you can see people who are on keto and they're still performing, but at the same time, you know, we're, we're, we're an om- omnivorous species. And even if it's not grains that we're meant to eat, we are certainly meant to eat fruit. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, so there are carbs from there some have always been some kind of carbohydrate sources. And that's why they think like evolutionarily, evolutionarily, mm-hmm. is that the word? Um, we're going to go with it. Yeah, it's happening. We're doing it. So um, that they think, you know, like we love berries so much and just even those colors because like we see the blueberries, we see the raspberries as we're as we're going through the woods and hunting and that's sustaining us as mm. we're, you know, as that's sustaining us as we're moving along. We're picking apart. That's where we get satisfaction from opening puzzles and getting things open because we're, we're, mm. we're, we're cracking open fruit and cracking open coconuts and cracking open these things. And it's, it's our breakfast. It's our fuel. It's our carbs. In, that's why we want carbs in the morning, right? As we're getting ready to go right. for the hunt, right? right? So now in the hunt is an endurance event. This is, this is who we are, right? This is what we are. And then we also kill each other. That's just, also, that's just humans. Also who we are. Humans, as long as there have been humans, there has been war, yeah. right? So... We have now synthesized war into an exercise in conquering ourselves. I need that's nine blueberries, then I will is, bash right? your skull I think in. that's cool, though, as Ryan ruins it. You know, so- <laughs> we, we, have, we have synthesized war into an art that helps us conquer ourselves. You yeah, know, that's what, that's, what, yep. that's what a martial art, yeah. that's the art part in the martial it's, it's, art. Right? It's taking, the, it's taking the, the, you know, the violent, animalistic nature of humans and funneling it into a spiritual disciplined path that helps you conquer yourself and actually helps you become more peaceful and more controlled celebrating the full expression of what it means to be a human being and i and i think that's what's cool about about i think mart you know martial artists in general you know either all of us or people at the school or just in general you know they have this real uh, a a real realism about just everything where it's like hey yeah you know it's like yeah, this happened, and then, like, yeah, that fucking sucked, or I got hit in the face. It's like, it's whatever. Like, it's okay. Like, you know, and you just kind of keep rolling, you know, because you just kind of have to, you, you know. Like, yes, as humans, we can always pile on stuff onto ourselves and all this stuff, but kind of that ability to not get, like, well, this happened, and then my my feelings got bruised, and, like, you know, and, and listen, my feelings get hurt. I have a hard time picking myself up with certain things, but it's, like, that not that initial response to stop and be, like, hold your emotional knee, like, Fuck, you know, like kind of just, kind of, yeah, yeah. Fuck my, my ah, fucking knee, my knee, my it's leg. It's like the fucking was it the? All you the, do is feed me puffins. Yeah, <laughs> I need nourishment. I, <laughs> 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 okay, so but sorry. Anyway, so so a reference for not carbohydrates, yeah. right? I'm not a nutritionist, so I'm sure I'm fucking something up somewhere along the line. I think line. the general idea though is correct. But, but yeah, the general idea is correct. Is that you want you want to load carbohydrates for a while, so there's lots of glycogen stored in your cells, so your cells can use it as quick fuel, because there isn't a lot of energy needed in order to convert that into fuel for your cell, right? So we need to generate ATP. ATP is what gives the cell energy. Mitochondria, <gasps> the power of the cell. So. <laughs> Right. <laughs> so okay, so off the rails. Pig squeal. <laughs> Are you ready for biology? Uh, so yeah, right. 
<laughs> fucking Jesus. Okay, so, but yeah, so then you do what you're doing that all weekend. In the morning of the test, you want to have complex carbohydrates because your body is going to take a little bit longer to break that down. It's going to be fuel in your stomach being converted into fuel longer so that your body can run through what's in the liver and then be slowly refueled like a trickle right. charge almost into into more into more glycogen so my my step my standard and we used to do this together ryan used to sleep over my house before tests. i have a funny story we have to talk about my green sash when i slept over your house oh my god which was not talking about so which was not good go. yeah <laughs> all right so we'll so but you tell that story right after i say this right yeah. so but the standard was the night before we would have like uh proteins with healthy fats so like salmon and steak like a surf and turf like salmon and steak and like rice or like bread or whatever the fuck you know what i mean uh fruits vegetables we'd have a, we'd cook a nice big healthy dinner yeah. and then pretend to go to bed oh yeah just but sit, you just, just sit with my eyes open lay awake and like stare at the ceiling yeah. all night long in anticipation Get four hours of bad sleep <laughs> and then i would wake up and i would make brown rice um which Nowadays, I don't know if I would make brown rice. Why? Because I've seen evidence that the... I've seen research. I wouldn't say I've seen evidence. Like, I'm the one doing the research. Um, mm-hmm. But I've seen research that points to the husk that's still on the rice grain being toxic. That's so that the whole thing about brown rice being a complex carbohydrate, like it is because of the husk. But at the same time, our bodies aren't meant to break down the husk. And that's why we've enjoyed it as white rice for thousands of years, you know, mm. that maybe a different grain or a different complex carbohydrate would be better. Um, but I can't think of any because that's as far, that's about as far as I've looked into it. Um, well, sorghum, I, barley, I say, before you special go but, but I'm saying but before any, for anybody, I wouldn't just, I say that because I don't want somebody to listen and be like, brown rice, that's the way to go. Might not be for you. What to know about simple and complex carbs. Complex carbohydrates take longer to digest and are a more stable source of energy than simple carbohydrates. Complex carbohydrates are present in foods such as bread and pasta. Simple carbohydrates are foods such as table sugar and syrups. Complex carbohydrates take, uh, contain longer chains of sugar molecules than simple carbohydrates. The body converts these sugar molecules into glucose, which it uses for energy. As complex carbohydrates have longer chains, they take longer to break down and provide more lasting energy in the body than simple carbohydrates. Both types of carbohydrate are often present in many foods. In addition to providing energy via glucose, these foods have many other properties that are important for health. Which is better? Carbohydrates provide most of the body's energy. As a source of energy, complex carbohydrates are the better choice. However, for overall nutrition, it is more difficult to say. Simple carbohydrates, or sugars, are made up of shorter chains of molecules and are quicker to digest than complex carbohydrates. This fact means that simple carbohydrates produce a spike in blood glucose, providing the body with a short-lasting source of energy. The initial spike in energy is responsible for the so-called sugar rush that people have long believed follows the consumption of certain simple carbohydrates, such as a chocolate bar or a sugary drink. However, a 2019 review of studies that include 1,259 participants found no evidence for this, with carbohydrates producing no immediate elevations in mood or activity levels. Instead, the review found a reduction in alertness and increase in fatigue after 30 to 60 minutes. Complex carbohydrates raise blood glucose levels for longer and produce a more lasting elevation in energy. The primary function of carbohydrates is to provide the body with energy, and complex carbohydrates do this more effectively. Considering the type of food containing the carbohydrate is important, however, some simple carbohydrates are present in healthful foods, such as milk and whole fruits, that contain a variety of necessary vitamins, minerals, and other nutrients. But some simple carbohydrates are also present in foods with low nutritional value, such as sugary drinks. Complex carbohydrates are also available in process. Also, also, complex carbohydrates are also available in processed foods without much nutrition, such as refined white flour. However, many other complex carbohydrates are in more nutritious foods. A good example of this is fiber. 
which is a type of complex carbohydrate and a constituent of plant-based foods. And funny enough, different kinds of fiber also feed different kinds of bacteria within your gut, which is going to be good for your gut microbiome, which is why it's important to have a variety of foods. Um, variety of food? Variety of foods. Inside of you, maybe. Shepherd's pie and maybe <laughs> coconut poop. You um, <laughs> Coconut poop. Fiber is necessary for keeping the digestive system healthy. While complex carbohydrates are a better source of energy than simple ones, they are not necessarily healthier. Um, some forms of simple carbohydrates uh, are healthier than some simple carbo- are healthier than some complex carbohydrates. Therefore, it is more useful for people to consider the overall nutritional profile of each food. They may want to eat instead of focusing on a single nutrient, such as the type of carbohydrate it contains. And now they go on to list um, certain types of carbohydrates. You guys should check out the article. This is actually pretty detailed, and it's a really great article. Um, so again, that's medicalnewstoday.com. Let's give a, a good shout out to them. This is a great piece. Um, let me see if I can find out who wrote it. Uh, medical news today, as opposed uh, to medical news of yesterday, where they put cocaine in the cough syrup. <laughs> I don't, I don't see an author listed, which is a shame because whoever they did it did a really good job. Um, I'm sure maybe it was like a team of people, but uh, <laughs> I'm just thinking of like just old, like old medicine. It's like, oh, you're having delirium and night sweats. Try heroin. <laughs> it's like you're addicted to heroin. Try this cocaine. I've made it, this lithium tincture. It goes <laughs> on to, your to baby. talk about. It goes on to talk about different kinds of carbohydrates and like different types of foods that also contain like. You know, minerals and vitamins and calcium, and like like milk is a is a like lactose. The sugar in milk is a simple carb, but it also contains calcium and vitamin D, right? So uh, it states right here, and then it says examples of like simple carbs is like candy, sugary drinks, syrups, table sugar, fruit juice concentrate, products with added sugar, and then for some complex carbohydrates, it lists like brown rice, barley, buckwheat, bulgur wheat, oats, wild rice, and spelt. Over the fuck spelt is. Spelt. What the fuck is spelt? I have a, I have a belt made of spelt. <laughs> spelt, <laughs> so- spelt. Spelt sounds fake. It just says it's British. <laughs> That's it. All you of need course. to know. Spelt. It's British. It's something boiled. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> what is spelt better than wheat? Also, no. <laughs> no. It can't be known as that. <laughs> Please. I need to know. Uh, spelt, also known as. <laughs> Come on, Ed. You can you do can, it. Put you can do it. You made it through your black sash test. You can do this. He's reading from his laptop, so I can't see it. Dinkleweed. No. D- Dinkleweed. <laughs> no. no. It's 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 oh, this ridiculous name, Christ. also known as this fucking ridiculous name. Who, who is naming? They, they're two for two on fucked up names. Yeah. Well, what's this? Dinkleweed. Spelt also known as Dinkleweed. Ed's literally crying. Wait, is it Dinkleweed? Dinkle. Dinkleweed. D-I-N-K-E-L. Dinkleweed. Get the Dinkleweed. fuck out of here. Dude. Or hold wheat. Hold wheat is so much better. Yeah. Cultivated since approximately 5000 BC, so you had so much time to think of a better name than Spelt. <laughs> oh my God, Dinkleweed. For, for oh the, my God. the time that Jesus Whoever's existed. in their marketing department needs to be fired immediately. <laughs> From the time that Jesus existed until now, you could do that twice. And they didn't come up oh. with a better name. Okay, so yeah, then it goes on to say refined grains are also complex carbohydrates, but to not contain the bran or germ of the grain, and they also have no nutrients in them whatsoever. White flour, degermed cornmeal, white bread, white rice, and also like high fructose corn syrup is like an s- example of a simple carb or like fucking, you know, or like, and fruit juices as well. You want fruit because you want the fiber. You know, right. I don't know if fruits technically constitute as a complex carbohydrate. Do yeah, yeah, I wonder because it's like they do have. It's like they, it's like they have fiber in them, but like, are they? And they've been known to keep doctors away. This is true. Specific fruit. The crabapple, the crab apple, the crabapple, made, made from crab. Exclusively made from crab. <laughs> and so this is from Cora.com. It says, um, I, "This is just like questions and answers." So I I can't corroborate this because it's just like somebody answered. Um, Some guy. What? What does it say? Yeah, are carbs in fruit simple or complex? And it says both. For example, fiber is a complex carbohydrate and sugar is a simple carbohydrate. Okay, so it contains both. 
so you can get the sustained from the fiber and then the quick from the from the glucose. and also all the nutrients from the fruit and as well. also all the nutrients from the fruit and the vitamins and everything like that. So Jesus Christ! And if you're eating like watermelon or cantaloupe or something like all the water as well, very yeah, high, very, it's, hydrating. It's very, very hydrating, very hydrating yeah. as well. It's just sprinkle salt on it for the electrolytes. The electrolytes, the electrolytes. The salty electrolytes. watermelon. The watermelon, dude, dude. It's like it's like like you can drink water and get hydrated, but dude, when, dude, if you're thirsty and you bite into a watermelon, <laughs> dude. You're gonna listen. I don't mean transcendent I, I don't mean to be rash, but you're gonna come. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so that's the soundbite we're using yeah. at the beginning of the episode. I don't mean you're, to be rash. You're coming. You know. You're gonna come. You're gonna. You're gonna come, my guy. And I know what it's like to be a jaguar. So I don't think we should put that in the first five seconds of the episode. Let them get we'll used to us a little bit before we start Just talking warm about it up coming. Before you slip it in, you we'll know. Slip in the come comment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little thing, a little thingy first. You a little know what thingy, I mean? then the cummy. You know. <laughs> oh my god. What happened when you slept over for my green? So, sash test? so let's just speaking of our green sash test. So, yeah, just yeah, so yeah, everybody yeah. knows, did we test our purple together? Yes. So we tested. I was ahead of Ryan. We tested yellow to purple. Together. I was ahead of Ryan. Ryan and I had that oh, little no. sparring incident, and I hurt my knee. Yeah. Um, I came back. We te- uh, it was I was an orange and you were a high yellow. While I was recovering from my knee, you tested for your orange sash. Okay. And then after that, we did everything together. Green so and we, purple. Did, we did green and purple together. And then life happened and we're here now. But yeah. anyway, so yeah, you tried to sleep over for a green well, sash. Well, speaking, speaking of like prep for testing, so like for my, my green sash test was noticeably worse and more horrible, let's say, than my next sash test, my purple sash test. And my green sash test, again, was probably like five, six hours long. But that test, I slept over Ed's house. We had dinner the night before. I woke up. I woke up maybe an hour or two before the test, had a large breakfast, and maybe one glass of water, and then went to the test. And <laughs> just John's face right now, just like... Like that. Wildly unprepared. Yeah, just, just not even... I just walked in eating, like, four Twizzlers and, like, a seltzer. I'm like, let's... Hung over. Like, yeah, I'm, like, I'm like, let's do it. I had beer and tacos for breakfast. <laughs> and a fripple. A four-day-old room-temperature Taco Bell. <laughs> I had a... So this, just had a wet Reuben. Four and a half minutes, I'm going to need to shit. <laughs> I just had a wet Reuben for breakfast. A wet Reuben. <laughs> Why is it wet? Well, you know, you take it's like it's like eating competitions. You take the Reuben, you dip it in ice water, and then you just shove it into your mouth. It's, it's not it's not the Russian dressing. It's, it's just <laughs> so cold and so wet. Um, you have cold ham. But but just, just as a just to just to finish it. So like so that test. I like legitimately thought I was gonna pass out. Like I remember, I remember in basics, people came over to me. He's like, he's like, he's like, you okay, man? He's like, you're doing that thing where I, where, and he would like do the face, and I, I would, and he would, he was basically imitating like Johnny Depp from like the Curse of the Black Pearl. Elizabeth. Yeah, yeah. where I was just like, he's like, are you okay? He's like, you're looking a little wonky, and I just like, and I'm pretty sure for that test, that was the test where I like was so severely dehydrated that I, I like literally thought I was concussed by the end of the test. And that was the test. That was the test where. We had to bring we had to bring another student to the hospital because he got punched in the face and his cornea got scratched. Oh shit! And then and then we go and I'm like we're sitting in Chili's right after the test and I'm like trying to look at the TV and I'm like seeing spots and I'm like that's not good. And then like we're outside and I'm like I'm, I'm, I'm my eyes are being sensitive to light and I'm like oh I could totally have a concussion right now. And then but I was like but I'm like maybe not because I was not getting hit that hard in the head. So let me so let me go. And like Ed and all Ed wanted to do the whole thing. He's like, oh, he's like, you know, well, he's like, we'll, we'll get, you know, once Josh gets out of the hospital, we'll we'll go back to my house. We'll have pizza. It'll be great. And then like, and then he went to go get Starbucks, like at the other side of the hospital. He's like, you want something? I'm like, yeah, I'll be here. And then like, I got nervous, and I was worried. I'm like, oh my god. I'm like, I'm like what? holding cups in each hand, and I get back to the lobby, and there's nobody fucking there, and, and, and I'm like, God, and, damn and he's it. like, where the fuck I, is Ryan? And then I, and then during that time, I admitted myself to the ER <laughs> because I was nervous that like, I'm like, I'm like, what if I go to sleep and I don't wake? up you know but i was just really dehydrated but they, but they made me more scared because the doctor was like oh he's like well because you did so much physical activity we want to make sure that you don't have rhabdo um what is that it's basically rhabdomyosis it's, it's where your uh body starts dissolving on the inside <laughs> basically Hold it's on. it's basically it's basically excessive muscle breakdown leads to like i think a buildup of certain either enzymes or proteins in your blood that can lead to kidney failure sorry rhabdomyolysis uh rhabdomyolysis is a condition in which damaged skeletal muscle breaks down rapidly uh symptoms may include muscle pains weakness vomiting and confusion there may be tea colored urine or an irregular heartbeat some of the muscle 
breakdown, some of the muscle breakdown products such as the protein myoglobin are harmful to the kidneys and may lead to kidney failure. Jesus Christ, I'm already like a high anxiety person and it's like, (laughs) fuck. (laughs) So, so I, so I, so, so what really took long was the, was they wanted to like, they're like, we want you to do the full IV and then we're going to just like run your blood work, which like took a while, but Ed was just sitting in the lobby, just holding my like melting drink, just fuming. But, but the, the, the best part about this is that like fucking yeah so he asked for a frappuccino first and foremost which was not a frappuccino by the time he left so i wasted like you know 35 dollars on a, a starbucks drink <laughs> um just ed's anger hand holding it was just cooking <laughs> it fucking, <laughs> and I'm like, where is he using triage so i go and see ryan and i'm like you really fucking need to do this and he's like don't even get started with me right now i don't feel good i need fucking da, da, da. so they put him on an electrolyte drip and I go sit back out in the lobby. Now Josh gets out of triage, and I'm like, you want to hang out and wait with me? And he's like, no, nah, my dad's coming to pick me up. I'm like, the whole time I was sitting here waiting for you because you needed a fucking ride. And he set up a ride from with his dad and never fucking told me. Oh my so I could have left and went home. Oh I could have been having God. pizza the whole goddamn time, but instead I'm sitting in the hospital. What a fucker! <laughs> and and this is why I hate the movie Avatar because it, I had to what? fucking because I had to fucking sit there and watch it and it was on as like a double feature so it ended and then started again. That's so funny! So I was it's such just a long tortured movie. by the movie Avatar the whole fucking time. I watched it like twice while I was sitting. Um, there. I don't hate so, the movie Avatar. I've watched it again since. It's a br- it's a br- it's a brilliant it's a brilliant ripoff of Pocahontas. Yeah, or Dances with Wolves, or The Last Samurai. Um, all the same movie. Suck <laughs> um, but but compared to my so John compared to like my purple sash test or or even my red sash test like I remember my red sash test I I think I woke up probably about I think the test starts at nine I think I woke up at probably six like literally just to hydrate Jesus right, so I woke up I woke up that I woke up three hours before literally just to hydrate and eat so I drank I had a full liter of water with two um two, like, matcha green tea, like, liquid IV packets okay. in it, which is basically just, like, electrol, like, really good electrolyte powder, um, but they also have, but it's literally, like, ground matcha, so it's, so it's, so, like, that is about, like, it was a full liter of electrolytes with about 200 milligrams of caffeine in it, mm-hmm. so I drank that, then I had, I think, probably about a cup of oatmeal with a, I think it was, like, probably a scoop of protein powder and peanut butter and berries, um, and then, and then probably shit myself after that, but, it, <laughs> but, but it's, but it's also that weird, it's also that weird, you're, then you're playing, uh, then you're playing butt roulette the whole day, because you're like, I need to eat at a certain time where I won't need to shit during the tests, but if I do need to shit, what time am I going to do that at? So it's like, knowing how much to eat, when to eat, how early to eat, when to hydrate, how early to hydrate, and kind of, you know, but again, there is a nice, there is a nice calming fact that like, no matter how in shape you are, how well you're hydrated or fed, they're going to assault you anyway. So it really doesn't matter at the end of the day um, with that. Yeah, but, they're gonna push you. They're gonna push you to your yeah. Whatever your failure. limits are, they will find them. Bodhidharma is one of the celebrated figures in martial arts history, and one of the celebrated um, monks. He, he didn't. He didn't found. Um, he's also known as Damo. Uh, Bado was the Indian monk who helped found the Shaolin Temple. We will also talk about him eventually. But in this episode, we wanted to talk a little bit about the Bodhidharma because the Bodhidharma is... So our our, our family uh, Qigong style is all based off of the Shopat Lohango, right? So the the 18, 18 hands of Lohan is what we call it. Um, or uh, eight, the 18 Lohan, right? Which is a Qigong set it's a long form. There's four. It's there aren't really four parts, but but Sigong broke it down into four parts to make it palatable when you're teaching. Um, and then you know how far along you are in the form determines how many parts you have or how many parts you're. You know if you get the next part. Um, but a lot of our martial movement is said to be taken from that form. You know, and you can see it a lot when you do it. There's a lot. It might not necessarily be a martial technique, but you can see how the techniques are in there, especially as you get later into the form. It was almost looks like a block and a strike, mm-hmm. right? So, and it's a qigong form, and qigong forms are not martial. Tai chi forms are martial. 
But a Qigong form is about movement and bringing the energy to the body. Mm. So for them to have, see how that works and then use the structure that it provided to then structure our martial arts, it's very interesting. And he um, was said to have meditated in a cave for nine years and the monks would bring him food and he saw they were weak and he came up with these exercises. I don't know if this will outlie it in the, in the article here, but this is what we talk about and part of our family history when it comes to him. And they still, they still venerate him. I think that's the, I'm using the word correctly. Mm -hmm. There's a, there's a, uh, shrine to him in the cave in, I believe the song mountain. Let's see if I'm correct, where, uh, he was said to have meditated, uh, over, Mm. overlooking the Shaolin temple and they still go up there and, you know, pay homage to him Mm -hmm. there. Um, but I'll let Ryan, uh, detail the article. And this article is from what website? It's, uh, departments.washington.edu. Okay, so it must be from a college. Yeah, like I'm Washington assuming so. University or something like that. Okay. So, the Bodhidharma. Bodhidharma was the second Indian Buddhist monk to travel to southern China. He was born to King Suganda in the late 5th century. I did not know that. After Bodhidharma was born, he became a member of the warrior caste called Kshatriya? Kshatriya? Uh, it's a, I don't know if it's a silent K. He grew up in a very religious atmosphere and became a teacher. According to traditions, he was said to have been the founder of Zen or Chan Buddhism. Although there is little information on his biography, he is considered a legend. His arrival to China is, deb- is a debatable subject. Some say that he traveled to China during the Song Dynasty, around, 4 to, uh, around 420 to 479 AD, and another says he arrived during the Liang Dynasty, around 502 to 557 AD. However, uh, it is concurred that his activity was most present in the lands of the Northern Wei Dynasty around 386 to 534 AD. In the 6th century, he had a meeting with uh, Emperor Wu Ti. The emperor um, started having local Buddhist monks translate texts from Sanskrit to Chinese. Thinking this was a chance for the public to practice religion, he wanted to give way to, um, he wanted to, give way to Nirvana. Bodhidharma did not agree with Wu Ti and believed that one should not take action to get benefits, but should act because it is um, the right thing to do. Um, therefore, he and Wu Ti went their separate ways. Bodhidharma later traveled to a nearby temple named Shaolin to speak to the translating Buddhist monks. Interesting. So the so the so the so the translating was happening there, or people from the Shaolin were doing that. So they were translating the text, and he arrived to help with the translation. That's that's pretty cool. When he he arrived, he was at first refused admittance, but he meditated until he proved that he was worthy. Interesting. During his stay at the temple, he noticed the monks there were uh, weak from the long hours of meditation. Because the monks were weak and thin at the time when Bodhidharma arrived, he developed Shaolin Kung Fu to make them stronger and healthier. Therefore, he went to a nearby cave behind the temple where he meditated for nine years to find a way to strengthen them. There are many legends about Bodhidharma and his stay at the temple and caves. One legend suggests that Bodhidharma developed Shaolin Kung Fu to heal cramps from lengthy hours of meditation. Another says that he developed it to protect himself protect himself from wild beasts that crept close by the cave. Dude, just being like some fucking like... You learn the, you learn the mimicry styles and the animal styles and you create martial arts based on animalistic movements in order to protect yourself from attacking animals. That's hysterical. He, he used jaguar on jaguars. <laughs> right. You're just like some fucking crane. You just walk in there. You just get arm barred by some dude who's just like in the dark. But it, it's just so funny. It's so funny too when like, because there's a lot of, we, we to, we've talked about this before briefly about how like there's all this, we kind of get looked at and called guaylo because of what we do, but it's multicultural from the beginning. You know? Yeah, it really, it really is. Um, all right, so uh, blah, 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 blah. Um, some say, uh, some say that while he was meditating, he faced problems with sleep. So he cut off his eyelids with a knife. Another legend says that the that that. Yeah, that that the sun burned his shadow onto the rock where he meditated because he sat there for many years. Uh, That rock is currently displayed at the Shaolin Temple. When he returned to the temple, he used Indian stretches such as yoga to strengthen the monks. So what's interesting too is I would imagine um, that, you know, there is yogic elements built into, you know, our base family style and form of 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 qigong um which as as ed says um the shirpat lohangun um 
you know, 18, 18 hands of Lohan. Um, and, you know, from our, from our lineage and our teachings, you know, that was, that was to be considered one of the things that he created to help, to help the monks. So that is what we learn and um, what we are taught and kind of, again, is the real meat and potatoes of our internal system. Of course, we have other forms that are more widely known and practiced as like general Tai Chi forms, but as, as Ed said, you know, you know, that being more of a, um, you know, a Qigong form. So something that is much more, much more related to, you know, building, you know, mainly working on breathing and internal strength and, and more focusing on, on, on those things. So, um, that's super interesting. There's things I, I did not know that he was originally not allowed in the temple at first. I was not, I was not aware of that. They didn't immediately give him access. That's pretty wild. Then he went on to found, found Shaolin Kung Fu. So like, the the guy who started it all started it all was almost not allowed in the club. Yeah, they were like, "Hey, no!" And he was like, "Okay," and then he just started. You know, he's 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 like, "You want to see some cool shit?" He's like, "Look at this shit." And you're like, "Oh, I'm shit, gonna meditate dude. really hard." Yeah, look at this shit. You don't even know how bad I'm gonna meditate, dude. That guy coming back nine years later after getting rejected, and he's just sunburned with no eyelids, <laughs> and he's and he's like he's like, "I thought of some cool shit," and you're like, "Dude, where are your eyelids?" <laughs> I figured it out. Yeah, it's like you figured out what. I was having trouble with sleep, so I cut my fucking eyelids yeah. off. <laughs> Jesus it's crazy. Christ. I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. <laughs> Mickey Rooney's crazy pill. <laughs> I rip off other people's scabs. He's <laughs> got like a like a uh, a cape made of a, a whole dead jaguar that he killed using jaguar. He's <laughs> wearing the head like a headpiece, like a hat. The rubbing paper. Okay. Uh, another thing Ed wanted to talk about and and. Uh, was kind enough to mention for a little bit of material for this uh, episode was uh, the patriarch Bodhidharma crosses the river with a reed, which is a story that I haven't read before. So this is a, also this known is a cold as stunting on some bitches. He <laughs> be stunting. You want, you want me to read this one, Ed? This or we all get a reading in. Sure. Okay. So the patriarch Bodhidharma crosses the river with a reed. Um, let's see here. A reed crossing the river is the religious story of patriarch Bodhidharma. After the dialogue between Bodhidharma and Emperor Wu, Liang, Wu of Liang, Emperor Wu of Liang felt deeply regretful. This has to be the same Wu Ti that we were talking about from the I'm Liang a, Dynasty. A, yeah, I'm it's the same guy. Yeah. So Ti and Liang are interchangeable. Well, Wu Ti is his full name. Of it, or, Wu. You know. Emperor Wu uh, felt deeply regretful, and when he heard the news of Bodhidharma's departure, he immediately sent people to chase after him on a mule. When chasing pick a faster animal, you know what I mean? <laughs> right. That's the best thing. <laughs> With had. haste, ride your sloth to find him. <laughs> Get on the mule, the mule caravan. <laughs> when chasing the middle section of Mufu Mountain, the peaks on both sides suddenly closed, and the group was caught between the two peaks. Bodhidharma was walking to the riverside, and when he saw someone coming, he broke a reed by the riverside and threw it into the river, floating across the river. This inscription mainly depicts the story of Bodhidharma's crossing the river. So this is like a description of uh, of an illustration here. Of uh, there he is riding a reed. Across yeah, I think the river. this is dis- I think this is more of an article describing the famous painting of that. Right, it, but um, that was a short enough explanation of the story. Uh, so Bodhidharma became attached to the Buddha all his life. His six senses were pure. His mind was as bright as a mirror, without any greed and desire. And he could see through the world, meaning that he could get rid of all troubles, make everything go smoothly, and live a comfortable life. He sounds like the Buddha. <laughs> sounds yeah. like somebody really important. This guy thinks he's better than me? He's messianic. Oh, yeah, it's a Bodhidharma. Yeah. Well, I can do 45 push-ups. I wonder how many he can do. You know what I mean? <laughs> Not so cool. <laughs> try meditating for nine for eight yeah, years. Yeah. Oh, what, you've reached Nirvana? That's pretty cool. Can you do a backflip? I yeah, don't well, fucking think so. Name three of their songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I bet you don't even listen to Tool. <laughs> Name a tool. <laughs> Name a tool. Oh my god. If anybody can find a link to the full story, we're gonna try to I'll try to find it and we can read it on the next episode or something like that. I'll try to look for it, but we're having trouble finding it right now. But yeah, eventually I, I wanna talk about the full story because it's a beautiful story and basically what it what it talks about is um I'll tell it to the best of my knowledge, right? So the Bodhidharma was on his way through China to Shaolin. And he sees a uh, a Buddhist monk 
preaching, essentially, or talking about Buddhism, and he didn't agree with him. And this monk was angered because the Bodhidharma opened his mouth and was like, uh, no, you're wrong. That's not that's not right either. That's not right either. I just wanted to let you know, you know. And uh, the guy was was upset, and he chased him down, and he's following the Bodhidharma, and he's trying to keep up with him, and he can't. And then they get to the river, and then he watches the Bodhidharma break the reed, and he puts the reed on, and I think he was crossing the river with somebody, and he puts the reed on the river, and just because he's so enlightened, you know, he steps on the reed and floats across the river, because because he's you know he's unenlightened because he's just built different. He's just built he's different. Just Sigma male grind said. <laughs> he's he, he's then, inflated. Then, but then that was when this monk realized that there, you know, there was something to him, and then he tried to do the same thing, and he couldn't do it. Um, which then leads into I, I don't know if it's the same monk or if it's a different monk, but I think it's named Hayuke or something that he he uh, he cut off his arm because the Bodhidharma refused to teach him. He said he was impure. He had lessons to learn and. The story is that the guy cut off his arm and he waved the arm above his head and the blood turned to snow. It's just something like that. Like when he's like, he's like, I'll teach you when snow turns red or something like that. And that's what he did. He cut off his arm and made the blood turn to snow. Which there's also historical documents that his arm was actually cut off by uh, bandits during a raid. So that's the other reason why they that he developed Shaolin Kung Fu is because not only were they weak from meditating, but I mean they're 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 getting killed by raids and by bandits. Like the times are not like they are now. People just run up and take your shit. There was no legal repercussions. It was like, oh, if we live through this, we get the shit. Cool, you know? Mm-hmm. And they would go and just abuse these weak, frail monks, and ju- and then they became the opposite of that, you know? Yeah. Yep. The absolute opposite of that. Very fascinating. Super fascinating yep. stuff. It's just really, you know, I feel very, very blessed to have found something with such a history, you know? We get to be part yeah. of this and keep this alive and keep it going. It's it's very cool. And, and and thinking about like the legends that are within it, you know. And what's cool too is is just with our system quick and our direct lineage of teachers, it's very cool too. It's not just like, you know, they're Shaolin and then like you know, our teacher just learned it from some guy and then we just kind of like that's our connection to it. It's like we have a direct teaching lineage back to Shaolin Temple, basically. That that that, that spans what? Back to like the 1500s, 1700s, mm. like back to there, like there's, you know, the five monks, and I'm sure you know Sifu. Sifu can talk about that when we when we have him on, but mm. but yeah, literally started with five monks, and then it, and then that line of teachers directly led to our teacher being taught, which is like kind of crazy over like what like a couple hundred years. Yeah, it's insane since the late 1700s. Insane, yeah. and yeah, it's, it's it's crazy. But so guys, we didn't say it in the beginning. But thank you to everybody who sends us messages yeah, and so who much. is reaching out to us. And we didn't prepare any to read, but um, send us some more. And we'll read them on the next episode. Um, yeah. Thank you to everybody in the Discord. You guys are awesome. And to the our Patreon subscribers, thank you so much. You're helping us make this more of a full-time thing. Again, we would love to be posting more and making more content. And we are figuring out how to do so and making that happen. But thank you so much for listening to the episodes and enjoying what we are doing, what we are putting out there. Um, and if you want to keep it going, please subscribe. And if you subscribe at a set later tier, eventually you get a mug. I think that's pretty cool. You want a Marshall mm. Mind mug? Marshall Mind mug. Triple Marshall Mind mug. I think there's also a T-shirt on Patreon too. Yeah, we got it. We got to. We'll start. We'll start. Yeah. Once we get there, we'll we'll make some cool merch. I know. We've all been so busy getting ready to test and building yeah. a business and everything like that. After the test, it'll get easier for these guys and yeah, it'll get easier for me once I can like hire like six or seven people. You know? Yeah. yeah. Once we, <laughs> we need employees. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but no, it's it's. I'm. I just feel. I just want to take a second to say like I'm feel very blessed and privileged to be able to do this with you guys. Be able to crack jokes and laugh hysterically with all of you guys all the yeah. time. Uh, keep all, keep our listeners educated and entertained, um, and keep branching this podcast into something that is more than just for kung fu practitioners and martial artists, but for everybody. Yep. You know. So thanks, guys, and John. All right. This has been the Martial Mind Podcast.